Hi, everyone, and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you to be able to bring you channeled information from spirit, source, the divine, whoever it is you call it, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires, and connect with your intuition and the spirit. Before we get started with this episode, I would again like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from around the world. Kick off your shoes, take some deep breaths into your heart space and step into this sacred container, this space, for a deep, intimate and connected conversation on abandonment with my guest, Julie Cardillo. Now, this is part of our Divine Feminine series that Jules um, and I are doing. And we wanted to come in and talk to you about uh, abandonment, which is a big topic. But before I do that, let me first introduce Jules again. Uh, Jules is a Zentai Shiatsu therapist and educator, a Zentai flow yoga facilitator, empowerment coach, and alignment circle facilitator, who provides a space for her clients to transform and change the rhythm of their vibration, creating powerful, positive change that ripples out into all areas of their lives. She holds a powerful and sacred space where she works with the elements to help those who sit with her in space to feel supported, safe, and to step into their strength and connect with their inner wisdom. Hey, Jules. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So talk to me about abandonment. Yes. Um, Huge, huge topic. I guess abandonment comes in all forms. Um, For myself particularly, it would be, um, I guess we'll we'll go deep into it straight up, hey? It would be for me, I um, was adopted as a baby. So there is a, um, a, a huge element of abandonment there that, um, you know, I guess children that are given away at birth, um, some say some are stolen at birth, um, depending on what culture there's a huge element of that that you carry on through your life of this that no one wants you that no one cares for you that you're not chosen um there's you know and there doesn't even have to be that part of that's that's my story there's other things that will come in in your childhood that you know it could be friends from school um we're talking the divine feminine here so it could be a relationship with school friends it can be a relationship mother-daughter relationship it can be a sister-sister relationship there's there's just so so many different areas here where where you can dive very very deep into it if you choose to you can can you and and I think the the key thing for people to understand is that abandonment is a fear 
that's triggered by some sort of experience that we have, you know, and all of us have experienced abandonment in some way, shape and form, like you said. It's, you know, a form of anxiety, really, when there's a fear or a strong fear of losing a loved one or losing someone that you care about or, or feeling like they, they've gone away or, you know, whether that's through death and dying and, and as a medium, you know, I deal with a lot of people who lose loved ones, so it's grief and loss. And abandonment does trigger that grief and loss, whether it's, you know, um, your story around adoption and who am I in identity or, you know, for our Indigenous peoples, the, the stolen generation who uh, are searching and seeking for their, where their belongingness is and where their tribe is and where their family is. And, you know, school and, like you mentioned, being abandoned by by female friends, we've all had that betrayal and abandonment stuff go on at some point, haven't we? Yep. And so, you know, whether that starts in childhood or whether it starts in adulthood, it can bring up a lot of stuff, can't it? Yeah, it certainly does, you know, and and like you said, the the fear and it's like this primordial thing that comes out of you where it's you, you don't even realise that that's what it is you know some people can put a whole story around it and we all do that it's just such a a huge huge topic Mm. and you know I kind of want listeners to understand that there doesn't have to be a massive massive trauma there or it can be to to experience what some people often refer to as that abandonment wound right it can be about feeling like someone's absent. You know, you might have a beautiful nuclear fam- family where mum and dad are together and everyone's in the household. And as a child, you're growing up, yet dad's off at work all the time and he's not present. And so that, that absence of um, a role model there or a father figure or a mother who abandons and and leaves or or whatever that looks like, right? Absent or unavailable. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's, um, you know, you were never there for me. You know, you were never around. You were always at work. You're always out doing this and you you were choosing something else above and beyond me is that's abandonment. Yeah. And that can be in relationships as well, right? Because, you know, we can have partners who are so addicted to work and that, you know, often the divine masculine, if we're talking, you know, traditional relationships in some ways, and there can be, you know, a feminine and a masculine within in a relationship dynamic. If our partner is off working and striving and and looking for success in that way and providing and protecting and blah 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 yet not connected and nurturing and available emotionally then there's that emotional abandonment isn't there or even the the mental like we can abandon mentally and emotionally even though we're physically there yeah for sure and then there's that um, that there's that forgotten carer as well so then that's a form of 
abandonment in that story as well. It's so I'm here in this container doing all the things of what a carer does and nurturer in the feminine. So, you know, you, you could be mother, mother figure of small children or mother figure of animals, you know. So you're in the home container and you've got all the different hats on. So then in the, the masculine is like, you know, the hunter and gatherer and they're out doing exactly what you said, all of the, the things that the masculine, yes, in the traditional mm. uh, story does. And um, so when you're coming back and there's that whole what have you been, what have you been doing and, you know, what do you do with your day um, clean the floor, <laughs> do the washing up. <laughs> what else do you do? You know, there's also, well, the, the woman's probably got three jobs plus more and there's that whole emotional area there where there's a massive void and that's abandonment because there's no um, compassion into what the woman has been doing all day. They only see what they've been doing and they're providing and, you know, in relationship, that's a, that's a huge communication, like, yeah. And it's, I think, healthy relationships are about partnership and connection and that balance between, you know, I'm going to hold the space here at home if, if you know, let's talk stay-at-home mums, for example, who... who do an incredible amount of work and, you know, it, it's not easy mentally, emotionally raising a human and educate like it's a teacher, they're a teacher, they're a cleaner, they're a, uh, yeah, whatever, all of these different jobs in the tra- traditional sense, all in the one day, a counsellor, a, a therapist, a, you know, if you're wiping nappies, a nurse. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you're supposed to entertain and keep keep the little beings active and healthy and, and all of those things and feed them and nurture them and cook for them. And, and yet having a partner that you're sending off so that you hold space at home so that they can go out and do what they're passionate about and, and provide and protect and being grateful and all of that. Yet if your partner's coming home and going, what are you doing all day? Get a job, go, you need to do something with your life. Um, that's really going to you know, poke holes in that, that abandonment wound and keep touching it and keep triggering it and keep creating more woundedness there, right? Because part of abandonment, that abandonment wound is feeling under attack. And that's not partnership, that's not healthy, that's, that's toxic because it's not recognising the value that your partner brings to, to the space. Yeah, for sure, on, on both sides as well, do you know? And that, that goes for, um, you know, working, you know, women that go out and, and work unbelievable hours as well and project manage so many facets of their life it's um you know 
that even in itself gets undermined sometimes with you know it's huge it's really really huge so yeah and you know we are talking divine feminine so the women that that are single mums or single women who are focused on their career and you know there's the the questions that why aren't you married why don't you have children that some of the divine feminine you know, might might be dealing with around abandonment and why am I not chosen? And I know that was one of my stories years ago that that I had to really consciously drop into and and look at, well, hang on, where am I abandoning myself and where am I not choosing me? And how can I start doing that, not looking to seek external validation for who I am? And my worthiness, right? Because I, I was afraid for people to leave me, yeah. And and as a medium, you know, spirit trained me early on with grief and loss. You know, um, from a young age, lost a lot of loved ones to, who passed over, and it creates this this woundedness that sits there. That grief is love that doesn't know where to go. Yeah, and so we've, we've got to remember that that's part of abandonment as well. And often that side of things is, you know, that absence and that unavailability and that what if it's the, the only person that someone felt safe around? You know, and that safety is not just physical safety. And if you've grown up in a, in a home that is, toxic and unhealthy physically mentally emotionally you're not going to feel safe to open are you to be vulnerable to allow yourself to step into and trust in relationships and that's all part of that abandonment stuff and so often when we're fearful of people leaving which is what the abandonment wound is And it can play out for the feminine and the masculine, and we'll do some stuff on the masculine later. When we've got that wound playing out, we often play out codependency and sabotage our relationships. How do you see people play out some of that? There would be, is it that someone in the relationship is the one that continually does the work? as in doing the work, is that the one, is that the person that wants to make it better and does work on themselves and finds out more about themselves to then therefore bring that into the relationship for changes to happen. And and I guess that's in the work that I do is with the, if you've got to do the work yourself and on yourself and to then be, that ripple effect, you know, for everyone that's around you. So, and that's, you know, part of the thing is like the change the rhythm of your vibration. I actually never knew where that hashtag came from and now I'm starting to work out why. There's the sabotaging, um, I guess, could be for how long that you stick around for and just keep playing out the same story over and over again and hoping that things will change and therefore you are yet the other person isn't um Mm. it's to be very clear that with yourself and with them that they're not changing and that's okay 
and mm. and that is truly okay because that's not your path anymore and that's not your your journey to be around what they see their life as i guess mm. um and i think that brings up a really good point around you know a little bit of that codependence stuff in relationships isn't it and I know that we've gone into relationships and that can be in any form of relationship that you have and codependence is really about I need you in my life in my world I need you to be in relationship with me I need you to connect with me in order to feel love to feel loved to feel supported to feel worthy to feel valued to feel whatever that is and if you depend on someone else to meet that need it can always be taken away from right and so I think a lot of us are taught to look externally to have you know success looks like a happy relationship marriage kids work career money in the bank a big house a big car and you know all of it, but yeah, the big events. And what if, what if that's not your joy? What if that's not your happiness? What if that's not your way of being? And so I, I really love that you mentioned it's about doing the work because a healthy relationship, whether it's, you know, again, romantic relationship, friends, family, colleague, blah, 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 a healthy relationship requires you to bring the best version of you into that space. And if you're not being the best version of yourself or you're not seeking to learn, grow and shift and clear and transform what your unhealthy toxic patterns are, then you're going to play that out in every single relationship you're in until you get conscious and present to it. Now, if there's two people in that that are playing out their individual woundednesses, then holy shadoozes, yeah. <laughs> yep. That creates the environment, the, 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 the container that you're in, and that container is your relationship. That space is your relationship. That creates a space of toxicity and we, we can often sit in that too long before we realise that there's something playing out if we're not conscious to it. And I, I had many a relationship prior to my current one where I, I would attract in unavailable men who would stay for a bit and cheat, stay for a bit and cheat and then run, right? What I worked out was it wasn't about me at all. It was about their inability to connect emotionally and mentally and their own abandonment and betrayal stuff playing out, right? And so once I realised that and could sit in that for me, I could clear it. I could drop into, oh, it's not about me not being chosen. It's not about me not being worthy or valued or loved or any of that. It's just someone else's. I don't know how to do this playing out. And if someone is not ready to look at or do the work around their own woundedness, I can't be in connection and relationship with them. 
because I've grown too much to sit in that shit. Do you think that they know, you know, it's it's all very good and well for us to be because we know this work, but we didn't. And, and so I'll kind of caveat that with a, and it's totally okay that someone's sitting, sitting in their woundedness. Yeah. It's totally okay. And you can still love them and care for them and respect them and value them and honour them in, in a relationship sense. I require someone who's conscious and present to their own woundedness and I require someone in my world that is willing to do the work on themselves because what I want is to bring me and the best version of me to that container and I want them to bring the best best version of them to the container and then we connect in a really healthy way. It is that it's the acknowledgement that they understand that there is something there that they're not facing or acknowledging so it's when it gets swept under the the carpet under the rug that there's no there's nothing wrong with me it's all you yeah is when there's time to step back and go okay well what do what do we do with this so you know I don't know is that a, a conscious unconscious thing I mean you can you can sit in your abandonment and your fear for so long that you you just don't even know that there's any difference anymore that's just and and I think that's the you know part of that abandonment wound is the feeling under attack and what you just described was the blame shame game and that's a, a toxic sabotage pattern in any relationship as well and when we're conscious and present and healthy in relationship, we're able to take responsibility for what we bring and someone else is able to take responsibility for what they bring. And, you know, a conscious relationship that can, you know, give voice to and communicate in really loving, healthy ways can call it and go, hey, what I'm noticing right now is a little bit of blame playing out that that's really that pattern that I don't want to step into and when there's blame there we often take it on and we shame ourselves in being wrong and we step into the wrongness of it and then we see it like you say in I'm wrong there's something wrong with me what did I do wrong and 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 we can sit in that until we're ready to see what's right and what's amazing and what's beautiful about that and, and sitting in wrongness can open a doorway to more of what's right if we allow it. So when, so when you lose someone um, that you love, alive or past, that they've has passed, you go through that, that abandonment there. You go through all different stages of the grief don't you yeah when does so there's the sadness and depending on how they've passed as well I mean you're always going to have elements of every emotion there regardless of whether you know whether they've been sick or not how long does that last do you know like how long is a piece of string but like how do you know like so there's as long as it needs yeah yeah and I think that's what, you know, and you've mentioned, you've 
touched on it a little bit, grief has so many different, grief and loss are the, are the same thing, right, has so many different emotions that are brought up when we lose a loved one and that's what abandonment really is all about, whether they're living or past. Um, and grief is a process. It's a process that we walk. It's a journey that we walk. It's a doorway to more love. And, and grief is all about love, really. And so we can go through the shock and denial of, no, no, they're not gone. They're still here. And, and I'm sure that many people listening have had that at some point, whether it's you know, a tragic accident or whether it's a suicide or whether it's, a, you know, being taken out of the world at someone else's hands. There's a shock there and a denial there because it happens in an instant. The person's here in one moment and they're not. I think the grief process is different and we can be more conscious of it when we're aware that someone has an illness and we may prepare ourselves because what we do is when we start that grieving process while the person is still here, yeah? And, I, and I'm thinking of a, a girlfriend who's, whose sister passed from, from lung cancer. You know, that process in the lead up to was a good 18 months where, you know, the conversations were about I know it's going to happen I'm preparing myself for it happening and how's that going to work and doing the grieving before so that when it happened, she was more easily able to step into acceptance. And so the shock, the denial, the sadness and the depression that can come from it, we can sit in depression about losing someone and, and feel like, you know, we've been abandoned and that's what really depression is, is abandonment. And then there can be anger and, and all of that is totally okay. We can feel that in one day. We can feel it within an hour, all of those, all of those emotions and, and that's okay. And it's about giving ourselves permission to feel and to let grief take us on that journey and how we walk that journey is different for each and every one of us and for each and each and every relationship, it can be different. It can be quick with some, some losses and we can just move on, whether it's a friendship that you kind of know was going stale or wasn't quite working for you and then you all of a sudden lose that in whatever way, then you can kind of just go, you know what, yeah, cool, awesome, let's move on. Well, there's others that might take years and years and years. I know with my grandmother's passing, it took me 10 years to kind of be able to really acknowledge that grief that sat there. What if, what if they know that that was their lifelong partner? I'm going to talk relationships here. What if they know if it was their lifelong partner and they've passed and they've made their mind up that there's never going to be anyone else, that that was their love of their life and there is going to be no one else so it's kind of a, a conscious choice in amongst it you know we we part of the journey for some will be that when we lose a loved one in that way a partner um who's passed sometimes the doorway is into a life on your own and sometimes that doorway 
opens up to allow, and I know that there's there's women, you know, in their kind of early 60s-ish who've lost a partner, for example, who've had to then step into, oh, I didn't think it would happen that early, who've gone, all right, then, now I get to do what I need to do, and who, who are stepping into, I'm going to travel and go on adventures and I'm going to do all the stuff. And there's others who will sit in the grief and, and go, there's no one else for me. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't do this without and they'll sit in grief and they'll sit in loss and they'll sit in depression. That, that's part of their journey. That's part of their conscious choice or until something comes their way that might shift and transform that or not. And they're not looking because they don't they because they're not searching you know there's also on the flip side of that the the ones that are always searching and looking for love and looking for all the fixer uppers and I'm going to just fill this void with this because I got abandoned yeah or you know yeah that, that I really flippantly say that but it's huge it's it is and and you know it's okay to kind of make make light of it because yeah. And, and I think what you do, what you described there is that codependence pattern or the rescuer. And the rescuer does play out the codependence, really, because the rescuer needs someone to save, you know. And so becoming aware of our own patterns around relationships and the, and the whys. Why am I searching? Why am I seeking? And what is it that I'm actually searching and seeking for? And how can I gift that to myself? Is when you gift it to yourself, you attract in what you're asking for rather than seeking and searching. And often that abandonment wound creates struggle in relationships, whether it's struggle to find, struggle to be in, struggle to keep, you know, and, that, and that's because there's, there's that feeling within that goes, I'm not enough for someone to stay. Or for to someone to choose me, they always leave. There's a story playing out there, right? So it's big. And and you and I could talk about this and many other things around it for hours. What I hope that we've been able to do on today's episode is really just trigger a few little thoughts for people. If there's something that either Jules or myself have mentioned that you go, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Don't make yourself wrong about it. How, how amazing is it that you've had that awareness and that, that presence to go, yeah, that's me. Own it. Take responsibility for it because that is how you start creating the change and the transformation. And then make some conscious decisions and choices around how you want to move forward. And if you're not sure how to do that, reach out to Jules or, or myself and you know, ask for help, ask for support. And Jules works with a lot of women in particular and men who have experienced the abandonment wound, yeah? Yep, for sure, in all different areas of their lives. And it doesn't matter who you are, you know, you're, you're, you're always going to be around some form of grief and loss. Can you let people know where they can connect with you if they want to find out more about what you do? And your sure. beautiful, amazing circles that you hold. Sure. Uh, I've got, um, you can find me at the website is 
juliecardillo.com.au and the Facebook is at Jules Cardillo Rhythm of Your Vibration and Instagram is Jules underscore Rhythm of Your Vibration and um, yeah, that's it. That's where you'll find me. Um, and so you can you can check Jules is based on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. Um, you can check her out for Zen Thai sessions as well on her website um, and when her next empowerment circle and alignment circle is going to be. For those of you who have tuned in and listened, hit the thumbs up, put a comment in to let us know what insights you got from this episode, how you've experienced abandonment or grief or loss throughout your life um, and what pattern might be playing out for you. And if you want to know more about my work, jump on the website, thebarefootmedium.com.au or connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, all of those places, uh, The Barefoot Medium or Leanne The Barefoot Medium. Thank you all so much. And we hope that we've given you some little insights about what might, might be playing out or how you might have been experiencing that abandonment wound so that you can start healing and shifting. And we look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of our Divine Feminine series. And um, let's see what we'll bring you for that one. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.